Welcome to How to Trade It, The Road to Trading Mastery. Join Casey Stubbs, a seasoned trader, as he guides you to become a profitable trader. Find actionable insights, real-life stories, and strategies to boost your trading skills. Don't miss the journey to trading victory. Start listening now. Connect with us at podcast at tradingstrategyguides.com. Trading profits are just an episode away. This is the Finance and Markets Cashflow Hacking Podcast, streaming to you live, teaching the methods behind unlocking long-term wealth. Your host, Casey Stubbs. Hello, this is Casey Stubbs with the Cashflow Hacking Podcast from Finance and Market. And today we've got Josh Eldridge, who's the founder of UpMyInfluence.com. Thanks for being on the show today, Josh. Yeah, you bet, Casey. Thanks. So, Josh, just to get started out, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Give us some background. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh, actually about 11 years ago, originally from West Michigan, you don't need to know all that. I was in the Navy for five years, blah, 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 blah. But get to, let's get to the good stuff. Good stuff. About 11 years ago, I actually started a company called SavingsAngel.com. And what we do is we help consumers cut their grocery bill in half and has since evolved into helping consumers get a deal upgrade or hook up on anything in life. Basically, you know, if there's a way that they can get more value for their money, we want to figure out how to do that. You know, whether it's your utilities, your consumables that you buy on a regular basis, if it's buying and selling cars, you know, whatever it is, um, we really want to drill down, do that research and find out what the numbers say, not just what sounds like it's good advice. And so we do a lot of testing and we've found some pretty interesting stuff over the years. And so as, as part of savings, Angel, you know, I kind of started off just really wanting to discover this stuff for myself. And I was in the process of losing another job and I was kind of broke. And so I knew that any business needs exposure. And so Savings Angel um, was a great idea. You know, again, we had a membership-based website for many, many years. Um, and so I just started reaching out to local media because uh, I didn't have any money for advertising. And um, so I started working in radio, TV, um, started writing a newspaper column. And that uh, all of those have now gone on to become syndicated newspapers, syndicated TV, syndicated, uh, uh, what did I say, TV, radio, and newspapers. All told, I've been in the media over 2,000 times now. And so what's great is... Um, you know, for our company, for Savings Angel, and kind of this leads into up my influence. But so we've done over six million in revenue, and I've spent less than five hundred dollars in advertising. Everything we do is just serving audiences and bringing value. And then people are like, "I like that Josh guy. He's pretty smart. I'm going to follow him and see what he's got to offer." And then, of course, you know, at our site, they can see if there's any products or services that would make their life better. So you started out by creating a company called Savings Angel to help consumers. Mm-hmm. But in the, 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 the push to promote it, you learned how to become a media expert. Yeah, I, and I didn't really intend to, but it was just like I had nowhere else to go. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, I mean, since then, uh, about five or six years ago, I just started doing a bunch of pro bono work in our local startup community and helping them kind of create that same success 
um, using PR, using media, just kind of boosting their authority and their visibility. And they started having success with what I was teaching them. And so sev several of them were post revenue. And so they were like, hey, uh, can I just pay you money? And maybe you could help us on a regular basis. And I'm like, I guess. <laughs> so we, uh, so I started doing some consulting, got too busy for that. And we created an agency. And, you know, now today, I think we've evolved even beyond that, where we're a platform and we work with a lot of other agency partners and we provide our solutions uh, in helping turn thoughtful entrepreneurs and media celebrities, increasing their uh, influence, their authority, and ultimately their revenue. Um, and do that by gaining tons and tons of visibility. So Josh, when you said you only spent $500 in advertising, was that because you didn't really have a budget and, and getting exposure was, was the only way, or you just didn't think the advertising route was the way to go? Yeah. You know, at the beginning, obviously we had no money. Um, it was just me and I was, you know, I was working 15, 16 hours a day. My dear wife was putting in some long days as well. I mean, we just, that was it. Like I, and my income was drying up um, from my other work. So um, it's just like, okay, well, what can you do for free? Um, and so, you know, maybe I could provide some value to some audiences and not, not charge them. Obviously none of them pay me like the newspaper TV, nobody pays me, but I do it for the exposure and I do it because I love serving audiences. Um, now of course, yeah, you know, when you start gen, you know, you start having seven figure years and yeah, you've got budget for advertising. Um, but it's like, so we didn't feel like it was really necessary because, um, you know, we like, so when you advertise, the difference between advertising and, you know, going out and, you know, I don't want to really call it PR because it's so much more than that. Um, it, it's really about just like serving audiences and working with influencers um, and providing value. Um, but, you know, on advertising, you have high control over messaging, right? And, but you have very low trust with that audience because anybody can buy an ad. It's, there's nothing special about it. And consumers are bombarded. American Marketing Association, uh, you know, estimates that the average consumer is hit with about 10,000 brand messages a day today in 2018 and beyond. So it's, it's very, very noisy. And so um, it's, it has unfortunately gotten more and more expensive uh, to reach consumers with advertising dollars. So what do you do to stand out? So for us, you know, we just kind of stayed with that same route of, well, let's just put more and more resources into finding new uh, exposure partners. And, um, you know, whether it's more TV or more radio or more digital, a lot of digital partners. So a lot of social media um, celebrities, um, you know, that's our approach. And, um, you know, we just, so we just, it, it fits our, our philosophy as well of just like, you know, how many people can we serve either with savings angel or with up my influence? I mean, we eat our own lunch um, with up my influence. That's, you know, pretty much all I do. I do a lot of speaking. Um, you know, obviously I serve a lot of audiences on other platforms and just bring value. And then my authority and my name recognition continues to go up and up. And then, you know, right now, like, like I'd say like 90 plus percent of everyone who comes to us they're all like referrals or someone who saw me somewhere on social media or something like that. And they're like, Hey, Josh, you know, I really liked what you had to share. I'd like to become a media celebrity. And so then, you know, we kind of dig in and figure out if there's a fit there. Okay. So I want to jump back to the savings angel. This is the cash Please. flow hacking podcast. We want to give some people some great tips. So 
how do you cut someone's grocery bill in half? Yes. Yeah. So this is really, this is really big um, because I did so much research and, and it was basically out of com- complete necessity. Um, I had very little income. I asked my wife, you know, we were kind of going through Dave Ramsey's at the time, you know, his cash flow, you know, just kind of figuring out our spending plan. And, you know, so we're kind of adding everything up. I had no idea what we were spending at the grocery store. So I said, how many, how much are we spending at the grocery store? Like four or $500 a, w- a month. And she laughed at me. She's like, are you kidding? We spend like twice that amount. And I was like, I like spit out my water. It's like that, you know, scene from a movie or something. It's like, you know, I was like, are you kidding me? We spend more than $800 to feed our family every single month. And she, she's like, yeah, I mean, that's just what it costs. And I'm like, oh, no, it doesn't. I know there's got to be a better way. And so I, I, I read a stack of books like this, like everybody who's ever had anything to say about like how to cut your grocery bill in half, because I knew that there were people who did it. And so it comes out, there's two ways you can do it. And there's really only two ways. I mean, if you can come up with another way, let me know. Um, but it's one of the two. Number one is you grow all your own food and you can do it that way. I'm like, I've tried planting a garden. I'm terrible at it and I'm incredibly busy. And it was just like, it was not realistic for me. For other people, awesome, go for it, do it. Um, But for me, it just was not happening. Um, And so that one was out. Um, And your only other option is that you need to take advantage of every discount that's available to you. And so, or every incentive that's available to you. Now, incentives are offered uh, from manufacturers and incentives are offered through retailers. Now, retailers, very easy. They offer sales. Retailers sometimes offer store coupons as well. And so if you're taking advantage of those, then you get the savings. Then manufacturers as well offer incentives in the form of, it used to be rebates. They don't really do a whole lot of rebates anymore, mainly manufacturer coupons. And so The idea here is, and then there are also other incentives, like, you know, you buy 10 of a certain item and you get, you know, $5 off something else or whatever. Okay. So what our ambition was is to scientifically figure out how we could kind of work the system on everything. And it started working and it was really just databasing everything. And that's the only way you could really figure everything out. And so uh, sure enough, it worked. Like, so we were getting free, we were getting, gosh, you know, it's crazy. Like our grocery bill instantly went from like $850 a month down to $300 a month. I kid you not. Like we had a $550 savings. And so what we did is we just took all that information and we built um, with some developers, we built a system whereby people could search all of these deals every single week and they could print out the list, take it to the grocery store. And they're like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe I just got a hundred dollars worth of groceries and I paid $25. Like, how is that even legal? And so it's because, you know, we're, again, our system kind of worked, you know, kind of worked the system. And so we had a membership-based website for many, many years. um, And we recently shut it down because I, like, way, way, way too busy in the um, the influence base and then the the, uh, helping our clients become famous. And and there's been a waning interest in anything having to do with coupons, culture, uh, like in our kind of in society. So we kind of followed that trend as well. It just, it just wasn't as much fun anymore. I still do tons of media for it and we've become, you know, I do a lot of work with brands and um, you know, as a brand ambassador. Uh, but yeah, it was, it was, a uh, it was a lot of fun uh, to be able to have that product. I, I miss it. Like I, I wish I still had it, but you know, now I just have to exercise the principle. So anyway, so here's the deal. You need the incentives, you need the coupons, 
you need the sales. You stack them together. And then when you get a really great deal, like if you get Cheerios for 50 cents a box, like logically, how many should you buy? Like in, in your mind, what do you think, Casey? Like if you get like a crazy deal. I think that you should look at what you're eating and then determine if you'll be able to store it. And if you have storage, I would probably buy a year's worth. Like yeah. I would buy like a thousand dollars worth of Cheerios. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And that's what, so that's, that's principle number two is when you get a really, really great deal, you stock up on the thing. Now don't fill your you know, garage with toothpaste or, you know, don't be ridiculous. Uh, but absolutely exactly how you said it. Look at your consumption patterns or just make a guess. And if you overestimate, donate it. Right? And, and there are a lot of charities and a lot of pantries and um, a lot of good churches that are taking care of good people. Like they will take all of that stuff. Like we, my family and I have some fam- uh, favorite charities that we love, women's shelters. Um, and we love outfitting the women's shelters with everything that we buy that's a little bit extra beyond what we need. Um, I figure I get as, about as many as I possibly can without clearing shelves, um, you know, but, but really just like um, taking advantage of this. And, um, you know, just a couple other tips on this, you know, for people who say, oh, wait a minute, this is only for junk food. No, you're, you're not correct. Um, it may have been the case maybe five, 10 years ago, but today there's incentives for everything you could possibly buy at the grocery store. And that includes produce, that includes um, organic products. Um, every week, there's more than 200 different uh, coupons available for organic products alone. And so if you buy organics and you buy healthy food right now, you're paying more money than the standard American um, grocery budget. So it makes even more sense for you to take advantage of every discount that's available to you. All right. And, um, you know, I should also let you know that, you know, you might also be saying, well, wait a minute, I'm not going to get too excited about I'm, it's not worth my time to clip a 25 cent coupon. That's not what I'm talking about. Today's couponing is mainly done online, okay? You either print it from your computer or you add it to a store card and it's automatic. Why wouldn't you do that? It's, it's a no-brainer in my opinion. And so if, you know, again, so it's, it's, it's really, this is not your mother's couponing system today. Um, it's actually very, very easy. And you should take advantage of every discount that's available to you because you can make about 40, 50 bucks an hour uh, for, you know, a little bit of work. Yeah, I'm actually disappointed that you're not running your membership site now. Yeah, um, me too. I, I, that's, you I know, have nine you have to kids. Give consumers what they want. And, um, you know, we had, um, you, know, one, you know, one point, I mean, we were doing six figures a month in volume. Uh, yeah. But, you know, that was 2011 when ext- ex- uh, extreme couponing hit. So we were well positioned for that. Um, and then it's been kind of a slow, steady decline in interest in couponing, which is fine. Like, you know, you always give the, the you always give um, the, you know, the consumers what they want. And so there was declining interest in that. So we just went to a free model and now we just give super high value content in our blog. Um, and we continue to provide a lot of information and serve audiences through the media. And I love doing that. Well, I'll definitely check out your site because uh, I have nine kids and my grocery bills really high. So saving it 50% would be huge for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's the principles, right? So um, here in the South, we have a grocery chain called Publix and Publix is known for doing BOGOs. A lot of grocery chains do that. So even if all you did was when your grocery chain has a really good sale on something and you buy like lots of extra and here's what, when, when the cashier says, wow, you really like Nabisco shredded wheat, that's, that's kind of the reaction you want. 
right? You know you're doing it right. Um, yeah. So don't feel like, oh, <laughs> I'm gonna buy. I don't. I wouldn't normally do this. Like, no, I'm talking like buy eight, right? If they've got the inventory, absolutely do it. You buy because here's the thing: everything <laughs> goes on sale on average, like a really good sale every 13 to 15 weeks generally is the average sale cycle at the grocery grocery store. And then there's seasonal sales as well that you need to get really good at. So in springtime, obviously you're gonna really stock up on cleaning supplies. So springtime is when I buy cleaning supplies for the whole year. Like I get all my laundry soap, all my cleaning, like, you know, just all the spray stuff, you know, rag sponges, like everything. I buy all of that in spring because consumers want spring cleaning stuff. And that's when manufacturers and retailers are aware of that. So they incentivize you to buy their product and not the other one. Josh, I'm probably the world's worst shopper, but I do want to tell you a story. And you've probably seen this happen a hundred times, but for me, this is a big deal. And I still talk about it. Um, when I was getting married, I had to buy some pop for my wedding. And so I found a sale. It was on sale for 99 cents for a two liter bottle of pop. Yeah. And I had a dollar off coupon. Oh, yeah. So I was essentially getting it for nothing. Mm -hmm. And all I had to do was pay the sales tax, Pennsylvania state sales tax. And I ended up buying like 50 bottles. Yeah. Yeah. That happens quite frequently. Matter of fact, um, it, most weeks you can get free products. And I'll tell you the two stories that are two stores that are notorious for giving away free products nearly every week are Walgreens and CVS. Um, normally you wouldn't go and do all your grocery shopping. They're a little too expensive for that. Um, but man, they have these just ridiculous deals on products that at the same time, they're really great high value coupons. Um, Walgreens and CVS will also do these deals where, you know, where if you buy five, then you get like a $5, you know, gift card toward your next purchase. Like that's real. So register rewards or extra care bucks. So you would, you know, take advantage of those as well. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. I've got, I can't tell, like I've gotten, probably tens of thousands of dollars of free products over the past wow. 11 years. Crazy. That's really good. I might be estimating, maybe not tens of thousands, but probably 10,000. I want to switch gears now. Great, great stuff on the savings angel, but I want to talk about your uh, up my influence. So if I'm just an average guy and I want to get started because I think I've got something to offer, mm -hmm. uh, what's the first strategy you recommend to get noticed uh, by media. Yeah, it absolutely is to, um, you know, to, to, to really make sure that your branding is, um, is put together well, and it might make sense that you find ways to invest in that branding. And one of the easiest ways is just to make sure, okay, one, one thing that you're going to have universal across Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, your website, uh, and you know, when you start doing media, there's one thing that's going to follow you everywhere and that's a headshot. And, um, if you're not, if you have just like a really kind of crappy, unprofessional headshot, look, you can do it if you want, but I'm just telling you that people make judgments about it. So, so you should really, that's like one of the first places you should invest in is find someone, you know, a neighbor, friend, someone you go to church with pay them $50, $100, $150. It's going to be somewhere in there. Friend prices, usually 50 bucks. Okay. Professional prices, they're going to charge you about 150. Um, 
more and more in some cases. I'd say for your first one, and if budget is concerned, find a friend with a good DSLR camera who knows about, you know, framing and all that other stuff and, and have them do it. Um, and, and that's going to be worth gold to you. Why? Because people make decisions. Like you would put this in your email signature as well. Make sure you have your photo in your email signature along with your name and stuff. Um, why do you do this? It's because you're being judged harshly on everything that you do. And what do people have to go on? So like when you get an email, Casey, and you don't know who this person is, and maybe they're pitching you because they'd really love to be on your show. And you're like, okay, um, well, who is this? And so you're probably going to give them about 30 seconds to start adding up. Like, and so you're going to look at their signature, you're going to look at the body of the email, and then in your mind, you've already made a decision based on that. Now you're looking at evidence to support what you originally thought, right? So now you might click through because obviously a good signature, you're going to put a link to your website. Now you're going to click and go to your website. Now I'd much rather you have a one page, very simple, uh, professional website with your headshot than to have a big whatever with the blog and all this other stuff. Like, don't do that. Start simple. Do a one-page business card webpage that explains who you are professionally and go get a theme. Um, you know, there are great themes. You could use Squarespace. You could use WordPress and, and a really good simple business card theme. Um, and, and just go with that for now, right? Choose, just go easy, all right? But it should be professional looking, right? And you know, you, this would be another area where you might consider hiring professionals. So go on Upwork and pay somebody a few hundred dollars and say, I need you to make this theme look amazing. Um, and for $300, you could probably get someone to do an okay job. By the way, for the web designers who are watching us or listening to us right now, they just cringed. I, I get it. I'm just, I'm just saying this is probably what I would do if like I was really, really like wondering, oh, how do I spend my money the cheapest? Um, and so then you get that. Make sure your social media, like you're using your, you know, you got your, your headshot is where it should be. You've got good cover art, you know, for your, your top on your profile page. And then just start serving your audiences on social media. I would pick one, maybe two. LinkedIn, look, you've got to do LinkedIn uh, and have a professional profile. And if you want an example of something that performs really, really well, just search my name on LinkedIn. It's Josh Elledge, E-L-L, and then Edge, E-D-G-E. -E. Just look me up on LinkedIn and just copy what I do. Um, that would be a really easy way to do that. Um, but yeah, and then I would say if you want to work with the media, you're going to want to, I wouldn't necessarily put all your eggs in, link, uh, in the Twitter basket, but Twitter in terms of like uh, communicating your authority, particularly if you're going to work with influencers, it's huge. It's huge, 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 huge. Um, I would say today in terms of like, you know, uh, you know, kind of getting the wheels moving, I would say Facebook is probably pretty vital. Um, and, and then what I want you to do is I want you to serve within Facebook groups. And I want you to be known as the, uh, you know, the guy who knows a lot about SEO in this, um, you know, this uh, Facebook group on 
Facebook ads marketing or something like that. You want to be like known as the token person who has a skill outside of what everybody like, don't like for me, like I'm not going to spend much time in, you know, in a PR group because like everybody's a PR person. I'm going to spend a lot of time in the FinCon group or the podcaster group or, you know, the ClickFunnels group or something like that, which is where I spend all my time. Right. And I'm constantly finding ways that I can serve within that community. So what will end, end up happening is people will want to book calls with you. And then that's where you could talk about potentially working together and what kind of value you could bring them. That's a great, free way to get started. Now, while you're doing this, obviously you want to get started onto, I'll, I'll kind of pause here and let, let you ask the question. Obviously we want to kind of now work on your authority and your influence, your visibility. I'm going to take a drink while you, while you, while you, while you take the stage. Josh, I like your comment about serving in a group. I think that service is a really good way to show your value because yeah. you're serving others. You're showing that you know something and you're doing it the best that you can. Mm -hmm. And then eventually you get noticed. Uh, I think that's a great strategy. That's helped me out a lot. I was, I wanted to ask you about your first big media breakthrough when you were first starting out. Hello, this is Casey. And I wanted to take a minute to tell you about my new book, that just came out. It's called Complete Trading System. This is my 25 years of trading experience sharing everything that I have learned in how to make a profit from the markets. You're going to learn about how to find the right instruments to trade, how to find a trend, how to get started as beginners. You're going to learn about how to get the right mindset and you're going to be able to put it all together to create a trading system of your own that will work for you. I highly recommend that you try it out. Just click the link right now. It's called Complete Trading System. It's available on Amazon. Thank you. Go ahead and check it out. I think you're going to love it. Well, um, as far as like, you know, it's interesting um, because, yeah, I've had some really, really big breakthroughs, but a lot of times people say, well, wait a minute, there's probably some kind of secret to getting in to the Today Show or Ellen or something like that. And I can tell you exactly what it is. I mean, whatever, like maybe you want to be on Fox News or CNN or wh whatever it is for you. Um, I can tell you that the best way to do that is that you have to earn your way there. So you don't, just stroll up to, um, you know, you don't just, you know, you gotta, you, you gotta start in your local market. You gotta start with small market media and you have to maybe make a TV appearance, you know, get quoted, maybe get quoted in a lot of, um, online publications. Um, and then you work your way up. Um, so like in the podcasting world, if you really wanted to be a podcast guest, obviously you wouldn't approach the biggest shows out there just yet. You, you can, but you know, give it six months to 12 months to get there, right? Have a game plan. And what you want to do is maybe you want to do three 
smaller, three to four smaller podcasts every month for about six months and kind of work your way up. Now you have a lot of experience and this is good because see, I started, my first TV was in Kalamazoo, Michigan, which is kind of a smaller, it's, you know, it's a mid-sized town, small mid-sized town. Uh, then I was able to appear in Grand Rapids, Michigan, which is a little bit bigger. And then once I had done Grand Rapids a couple of times, then I was ready for Chicago. And so Chicago, I've been on ABC seven number of times. Um, and then once I did Chicago, then I was ready for the nationally syndicated stuff. And so that's where I've been able to do some stuff through great television, some other syndicated programs, um, you know, as kind of the token consumer guy that comes in and gives a lot of great advice. And so, you know, that's how you do it. Um, Chicago uh, radio as well. Like I'll, I'll tell you, so our biggest in terms of like sales that we ever did, I did a 20 minute interview on WGN radio uh, and that was enormous. We did more volume sales volume in 20 minutes than I did the whole month previous. That's how significant uh, of a sales um, event these can be. That's pretty big. I think you gave us some really good tips on Savings Angel and on influence. I want to switch gears one more time. You mentioned that you're married and you have three children. Uh, has being a business owner helped you with family or has it been more difficult because of the time constraints of running a large growing business? Yeah, it's definitely a mixed bag, right? Because, um, you know, obviously I love not having to leave early in the morning and then come home late at night and, you know, just have this whole separate life um, where I've got my professional life and it doesn't really involve my family at all. Um, what's really nice is, um, you know, my kids kind of come in and out and I'm able to involve them and show, that I'm, show them what I'm working on. For example, I was doing some updates to my website last night. And so my son, who's interested in programming, um, you know, so I'm kind of showing him exactly what I'm doing. And, you know, he's really interested in it. I'm able to share with him, you know, what I'm passionate about. We've been talking a lot about um, sales funnels and how sales funnels work. And um, so, you know, I've got them, you know, practicing, you know, building, you know, building their own um, sales funnel pages. And so that's really cool. Like, I love being able to do that. Now, I'm not, you know, that's, that's two of my three kids. My, my daughter is not, not necessarily really interested in that. Um, but so I'm accessible, but I'm not always available um, during the day. And I have to tell you that emotionally, sometimes, you know, that, you know, cats in the cradle starts playing in the back of my mind when I'm like, I can't talk right now, kids. But then I think, wait a minute, it's like one in the afternoon, you know, two, 2.30 in the afternoon. All the other dads are like not even here, right? So it's like, you know, you kind of have to manage your, you know, dad's available, dad's not available kind of thing. And uh, I will tell you, you know, sometimes it's hard because, um, you know, I might be like last night, I, I was working from, you know, 6 a.m. to 9.30 p.m. And, you know, I had a few breaks to do stuff with the family. Um, you know, it's really nice, you know, as a husband um, to be able to say, hey, you know, I've got a, um, you know, I've got an hour and a half, you know, where I'm not scheduled. And why don't we go to lunch? Like, that's really, really, really cool. Like, I love being able to do that. But I would say overall, yeah, it's kind of funny, right? It's like the average entrepreneur will spend 18 hours a day working for themselves so that they don't have to work eight <laughs> hours a day for somebody else. It's, it's kind of crazy that way. But you know, as a result, it, it's, you know, if I wanted to take off time at any time, I could. And it's like knowing that I don't have to ask anyone's permission, like even though I don't exercise it that often, like just, but just knowing I have that 
makes it better. Knowing that I feel like I've got control over my life. Like that to me is more important than actually exercising that control all the time, if that makes sense. It does. And I, I just asked that question because I know that it's a real challenge for business owners because it can be hard to disengage. It can be hard to separate business and family. Like I know for me, when, even when I'm at home, sometimes my mind is thinking about projects and what I need to do. And, you know, I'm thinking about work and I've got to try to stop doing that and focus on the moment, focus on my family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's a real thing. So to my fellow business owners out there, um, you know, it's just, you, you know, and sometimes, you know, you have to, um, you have to jealously guard your schedule. Um, you know, here's the thing. Um, as business owners, and, and especially like on like cash flow issues as well, the business has an unquenchable appetite for investment opportunities. There's, there's always something you can spend your money on when you're a business owner. There's always like new marketing you want to try, new software, new agency you want to hire. There's always stuff. And, and so what you have to do is you have to be disciplined to say, no, you know, I'm going to actually take that you know, that $500 a month, and I'm going to set that aside for unexpected expenses, or if our business goes into a winter, right, you have to be very disciplined to do that. And which means, yeah, I mean, it's possible you might miss out on opportunities. And so, you know, then you kind of get into the, you know, you might consider OPM and that sort of stuff to kind of make things happen when you need it. Um, but you don't want to be, you don't want to make decisions with your back force, you know, back against the wall, because then you're not in a strong negotiating position. Um, and, you know, so same thing with like your, your time is you have to, I find that I have to, in advance, block off afternoons or an entire day. And I generally like to take um, at least an afternoon or an entire morning off at least once every other week, not including weekends. I, don't, I generally don't work on weekends. Well, I shouldn't say that. I, I'm usually doing like development type stuff on weekends, um, but it's like I don't, I don't schedule any appointments on the weekends. Josh, this has been a really great podcast. You've had some great tips for us. What are you working on new right now that you're excited about? Yeah, I'll tell you. Um, it's that um, we're, we're testing, and, and it's kind of funny, by the, time this, you know, by the time this airs in various places, it'll be interesting to see. I can't wait to see where we are at that point, but um, we were really kind of evolving um, from, and a lot of agencies will do this, where they'll offer, initially they'll start and by saying, you know, okay, well, I've got an hourly model. Um, then they'll, at some point, they may switch to packages, right? Because packages are a lot easier if you're an agency owner, and you could say, hey, look, you're either a silver, gold, or platinum. Um, but silver, gold, and platinum may not be necessarily truly what your client needs. Um, and so we're actually um, trying a test for about a month, and we're going to do what we call paid intensives. We're going to say, you know, look, I don't really know what you need most. Like I can make some guesses, but really what we need to do is look at your industry, look at your company. Let's see what kind of media you've gotten in the past. Let's look at where your greatest opportunities are right now. And let's really dig in and spend a good, you know, five, six, eight hours, you know, really digging into everything that we need to know about the state of your business so that we can spend a couple of hours on a Zoom call and really dig in and lay it all out for you so that we can find it exactly what you should be doing in terms of your authority, your influence, your visibility, so that you can make a lot more revenue. Or let's say you've got a book coming out. How can we make sure that this book is going to be very successful for you? Well, we're not 
we're not going to really know that until we really look at a lot of factors and, you know, interview you and kind of figure that out. So anyway, so yeah, so we're doing, um, so we switched to uh, paid intensives for a month. And uh, I think that that's going to be a much better fit than what we had been doing of offering just packages uh, to our clients. So you're kind of giving them, you know, rather than just like a TJ Maxx experience, you're kind of giving them more of a, um, you know, kind of a concierge experience, which most business owners with a little bit of budget, that's kind of really what they want is they, they want you to feel, they want to feel like they're getting exactly what they need and not just what the masses need. Josh, for all of the listeners that are listening and watching this show, uh, how can they get in touch with you to find out more information about what you're, what's going on right now? Uh, yeah, so you can, you can Google me and you can see all the kind of fun stuff that I do. By the way, that's a strong statement when you can just tell people, eh, just Google me. Um, but yeah, I would definitely go to upmyinfluence.com and then click on webinar. And that's really the best way if you're like, I like some of what that guy had. To, not, uh, I didn't care about the whatever, the Cheerios part, but you know, whatever. It's like you, you heard something, you're like, um, that resonated with you, definitely sit down on a webinar and I'll really kind of lay, I'm going to mess with your beliefs <laughs> in terms of like what you think is the target in business. And I'm going to boil it down to one essential element that, that really we should sp be spending like the vast majority of our time seeking because when you have it, it, it just makes everything in business work better. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today. This was a great episode. You shared a lot of really good tips for saving money on your grocery bill and how to increase influence if you're trying to start a business or trying to just get exposure. Thank you for your time today. You bet, Casey. Thank you. You've been listening to the Finance the Markets Cashflow Hacking Podcast. To get all the best financial growth strategies, visit financeandmarkets.com and claim your wealth report strategy. for tuning in to another insightful episode of How to Trade It with Casey Stubbs. We hope you found today's discussion valuable and inspiring. Remember, the road to trading mastery is a continuous one, and your commitment to learning and growing as a trader is the key to your success. If you have any questions, comments, or topics you'd like us to cover in future episodes, please reach out to us at podcast at tradingstrategyguides.com. Keep listening, keep learning, and keep trading your way to victory. Until next time.